Hi, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Married Football Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Campisi. We're talking about our ballers and busts and honorable mentions from week five. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Married to Football Podcast, the superfan take football today. So we're going to start with our ballers. I mean, mine should be no surprise to you guys. It's Chase Claypool. I wish he wasn't on my bench for fantasy, but I mean, he had, (laughs) yeah, he had a rushing touchdown. He had seven receptions. He had 110 yards and he had three more touchdowns. So four touchdowns on the day. I mean, not a bad day. I think it's crazy. I predicted he was going to be amazing this year. Like I knew it. That's why I drafted him in fantasy. And I love it. It's big for the Steelers. I can't wait. I just, I knew this was going to be big for them. Dale? I went with that Brandon Cooks. Eight catches, 161 yards, and a touchdown. Um, But probably more importantly for him, they got the the Texans in the win column. Um, That team has had a rough rough start to the season, to to say the least. And, uh, well, they may not be among the best teams in the conference. Uh, they're certainly better than what their record's been up to this point. So, uh, so Brandon Cooks with a with a big day. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm happy they got the win finally, and I think he like stepped up, you know, for the wide receivers in the Texans. Absolutely, Eric. Who's your baller? My baller for the week is again a defense, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, my my defense in my fantasy league, uh, 26 points. We had. Um, only allowed three points. They had seven sacks of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had a, a real rough day. We'll we'll get to Joe Burrow here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, the the Baltimore Ravens came up huge for me in my fantasy league. Yeah, they they did look good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know if it was they looked good because they played the Bengals or they're just playing really good. So we'll have to see when they play somebody challenging. They, they were playing a rookie quarterback, and a team like that knows how to handle a rookie quarterback. Yeah, true. All right, so my bust, Jimmy Garoppolo, just didn't look good. I don't know if he's still injured. I don't. He just looked awful. I mean, he had. He looks injured. You think he looks injured? I agree. I mean, I don't know. He just he comes in. He only throws seventy-seven yards. He has two interceptions. I mean, he needs to step up. He's a starting quarterback, and he gets replaced. I don't know. I don't know if that if it's the team. I don't know if it's him. It just didn't look good. Well, you you stole my bust. Um, thankfully, I, I lined up a backup, which I'll get to in a second. But I wanted to mention Garoppolo because this was a guy that was supposed to be, you know, the next Tom Brady. They pried him away from New England. You know, and he seven for seventeen, seventy-seven yards, two picks. And he got benched for C.J. Beathard. Um, <laughs> He had a QBR for the game of 1.4. Okay. Is it pronounced? Is it pronounced Beathard or is it uh, it's, it's Beathard, but it it will never not be Beathard for me. Um, I love it. But just just to put that into some ridiculous context, Taysom Hill passing for New Orleans this week was 0 for 1 for zero yards, no touchdowns, no picks. 
and had a QBR of 99.9, meaning that Taysom Hill's day quarterback was nearly 99 times better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he was terrible, so he would have been my bust. But since, since uh, you already took that one, I'm going to go to my backup, which is uh, Ron Rivera. Um, and I hit on this last week, but for benching Dwayne Haskins again, I'm going to keep hitting him until he does something smart because um, Allen and... Uh, and Alex Smith combined for 18 of 30 for 111 yards and were sacked eight times. Wow. Uh, I know that offensive line is bad. I know that team is not in great shape, but I, I am still struggling to understand how Ron Rivera is going to sell me a line saying that a guy that got rejected from Carolina and a guy recovering from a catastrophic leg injury are giving them a better chance to make the playoffs. And the fact that that division is as bad as it, as bad as it is means that they are still in it, uh, but they're not starting the quarterback that would give them the best chance to get there. I agree with that. So, are we swiping left or right on Jimmy G? Uh, <laughs> well, you're going to have to explain to me which which one right and left mean because I don't remember anymore. <laughs> yeah, and it depends what we're looking at. What, what are we uh, looking for here? <laughs> are you swiping left? You know, is he done? Are you swiping right? Is he a match still in San Fran? You know, do you think it was just a bad game? He he's not going to play that poorly all the time. Uh, similarly, he's not, I don't see him leading that team on deep playoff runs anymore. Uh, I don't think, I mean, he's, he is a perfectly capable, um, a little bit above average quarterback in the league. Um, and that's nothing to be ashamed of, but that's probably where he nets out. He can, he can be very effective on a team that has the right, uh, weapons on offense around him and a really good defense which San Francisco had. Um, but you, you can see how quickly, you know, you get some injuries and, uh, and you have some adversity and it gets really difficult really quickly. Um, so in terms of him being done, I don't think he's done. Um, but he, he's not, he's not going to be leading deep playoff runs again. Okay. Eric, what do you think? You think he's, you know, overpaid, or do you think he's going to bounce back? You swiping right? Um, it, it's it's tough to say. I don't. Other than uh, George Kittle, a tight end, and uh, Kyle Uzcheck, uh a fullback, I don't. He doesn't have a deep stable of weapons there. Um, and I think he, San Francisco is relying heavily on their defense and a ball control offense. And they 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 looked for Jimmy Garoppolo to manage a game. I don't I don't, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo was ever expected to throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. That's not the type of quarterback he is. That's not what they brought him in there to do. They brought him in there to you know execute solid handoffs and fakes, run play action, and not turn the ball over. The problem is now he's turning the ball over. Yeah. And that defense, you know, that defense is missing Bosa, and I'm sure others. I, I just don't I don't think he's going to be able to get them into the playoffs with this 
roster and and with this uh with the way things currently stand right now that's not to say he's done um so i don't know i so i don't know where where i'm swiping so you're, to speak. you're not swiping uh, he's, either he's a, he's a very good looking guy so <laughs> a lot of people are probably gonna swipe right but well, uh, i was just gonna say san francisco let some some guys leave in free agency from that defense as well like uh uh, DeForest Buckner, um, and I agree 100 percent that he he shouldn't be throwing for 500 yards, and he is in there to not turn the ball over. And I think what's especially troubling is that he uh, that he did turn the ball over against a, a Dolphins defense that is you know not it not known as a ball hawking uh, interception happy defense. Yeah. Um, so that's that's very concerning. Um, if if I'm San Francisco. I mean, I think he made Ryan Fitzpatrick look like he was, like, the best quarterback, you know? Like, we talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick hey, last week. Like, you know. I told you guys last week, don't sleep on Fitzmagic, baby. <laughs> yeah. That beard has magical powers. Yeah, he played magical, that's for sure. He looked good, and, you know, it made me almost question Jimmy Garoppolo and San Fran. Uh, Eric, who is your bust? My bust for the week is uh, Old Man Rivers. <laughs> I, I think you know who I'm talking about when I talk about Old Man Rivers. Yes. Uh, Old Man Rivers threw the game away for the Indianapolis Colts against my Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'm happy about that, by the way. Uh, Old Man Rivers threw two picks, one of them being a pick six, and committed an intentional grounding penalty in the end zone for a safety. Uh, the difference in the game for the Colts Browns being the pick six and the safety, the nine points. Um, that's uh, not going to get it done, especially for a guy being paid that much money. I still don't understand why they're going with him and not... Um, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he played well last year when, when he was given the chance, and uh, I think it's only a matter of time before he's going to be in there again. Yeah, I think Jacoby Brissett is a better fit with what they do. And he had chemistry with the receivers last year. And I just – I think Phillip Rivers was the wrong choice. I think he should have either retired or, you know, called it a day, something. Shan, I have another bust, and, and maybe you want to uh, talk about it. Uh, I, there's a guy named Smith Um He didn't really play very well last week. What, what was going on there? Juju will never be a bust. Because you should know how the Steelers operate. The Steelers, when one receiver is gelling with his quarterback, Ben typically goes for him the rest of the game. Him and Chase Claypool, you know, it was a connection day for them. And it was all day. And that's great. They won. That's more important. And they're trying to they're trying to sandbag his stats so they don't have to pay him. No, I don't think it's that. And Next week, it might be Juju, might be Deontay Johnson. But that, if you look back, it could be Connor. That's how Ben is. That's how the Steelers are. Somebody has a big day. It could be any of them. But you never know. So I think Juju bounces back this week. I think he has a big game. But I, I, Did I hear that right? He, Juju will never be a bust. It doesn't matter what he does. Yeah, of course. Okay. You guys know he's my favorite player in the league, so I will never say a bad word about him. Well, that's why we're here. Keeping me grounded. <laughs> I 
That's right. All right. Let's let's go to some honorable mentions now. I was going to do Brandon Cooks for mine because I was very happy to see him play well. I think he's a really good receiver. But since we already spoke about him, I'm actually going to go with Andy Dalton. You know, coming off the bench, wasn't really shaken up by it. You know, he came in, he was 9 for 11, he had 111 yards, got down the field, and he had some good passes and got the winning field goal. I mean, he got it done. And I think, you know, he went in, won it for Dak. I was happy for him. Hey, I wanted the Browns to bring in Andy Dalton as a backup if they could uh, if they could afford it. I'm pretty sure he's uh, getting similar number, similar money to what uh, Case Keenum is getting in Cleveland. I thought Andy Dalton's familiarity with the AFC North, uh, combined with his I don't know, his uh, ability to get the ball downfield, I thought he would make a good uh, backup quarterback. To Mayfield, but they went with Case Keenum, who knows Kevin Stansky's system more. Uh, but yeah, I've always liked Andy Dalton. Um, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people and uh, get the Dallas Cowboys uh, into the playoffs anyway, even without Dak. Yeah, I mean, it was under like terrible circumstances, but I mean, I was happy to see Andy Dalton like come in and play really well. So, Dale, who's your honorable mention? Um, I went with Todd Gurley. He had 14 carries, 121 yards, and a touchdown. It was a bit of a vintage performance for him um, after having a rough couple of years. Uh, so I thought um, I thought he did an excellent job for for the Falcons, and so he was my honorable mention. Yeah, I was. I, I like seeing him rebound too. I always liked him. Eric, who is your honorable mention? Okay, well, I picked a lot of options for ballers and busts because I knew I was going to be probably going third, and you guys always seem to take the ones that I'm picking. So I'm going to kind of go down a list here. Uh, honorable mention for Ballers, I don't know if you guys remember the last podcast, but uh, two guys that were must-starts in fantasy for me were Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, and they didn't disappoint. Kyler Murray uh, being one of the top fantasy quarterbacks for the week at 27.3 points, and... Uh, DeAndre Hopkins pulled in a nice 19.1. He had a big day catching the ball from Kyler Murray. Uh, Russell Wilson is always honorable to mention, uh, leading the Dallas Seahawks to another victory, come from behind this time. Uh, he led my team with uh, 25.48 points. And I have some uh, honorable bus mentions that shouldn't escape. Um, you know, they shouldn't go unnoticed. Bill Burrow, uh, pulled a 5.32 point performance uh, against that tough Ravens D. Uh, we already touched on Juju and his 2.8 point performance. And then uh, quietly, and maybe it was due to the DAG injury, Amari Cooper was barely seen in that Cowboys game. Yeah, he was. Quiet game from him. Oh, and uh, also another player that was missing that uh, I, I felt was kind of a bust that we, that we didn't mention was uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, maybe that's why uh, Le'Veon Bell decided to sign with the Chiefs, or maybe why the Chiefs decided to bring in Le'Veon Bell to bolster that running attack. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I mean, he had some points, but he, he, we need to see a little more of a spark from him. A lot of people were drafting him at the top of their fantasy draft, and I think eight points for a uh, top-tier fantasy draft pick isn't going to get it done. Yeah, I mean... 
Uh, you are right, though. I mean, maybe that's why Le'Veon's there now. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Next week, we'll be doing our week six ballers and busts. So don't forget to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Let me know if you agree with our picks at MTFB Podcast on Twitter. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. Cheers.